You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So early predictions as far as the line juggling and what will happen. Yeah. um, I mean, we're going to see... You probably have Delandria moves up, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be Delandria moves up. Uh, probably, I would I would imagine Delandria is playing with Marchment, Domi, um, Foxa, and TV Ranta. You're depending on, I believe Glenn Denning's on this trip. I don't know for sure. I'd have to double check, but. Uh, if if Glenn Denning's not ready, you're probably getting one of the the old either probably a Frederick Olison coming up and playing on that fourth line as well. Um, but I would keep the you keep obviously the the Hints Robertson Pavelski line together. You keep the Ben Johnston Dadanov line together, and you just kind of elevate Delandria back up again, just because he can do it. So. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. He's Sean Shapiro of Shap Shots, EP Ringside. Follow him on uh, Twitter. This is uh, Spits and Suds. Spread the word about Spits and Suds. Thanks to all of you um, who listen and download and support this program. We truly appreciate it. So we look ahead to the Seattle Kraken. We don't hear much from the Kraken. They're in a battle right now for that third spot along with the Edmonton Oilers currently tied in that position. So this is a huge couple of games. They took a tough loss the other night. To the Ottawa Senators, and we call it a kids game, and youth is prevalent throughout the NHL. But we see a matchup between you know two rookies in uh, Maddie Beneers and Wyatt Johnston. Beneers is twenty, and uh, Johnston nineteen now, I believe. It's a it's a statement. Uh, Maddie Maddie Beneers is going to win the Calder Trophy. I'm just going to tell everyone right now that's going to happen. Um, he's got as far as rookies scoring goes and everything like that he leads all rookies in goals by three why it's like three behind him um but then when it comes to points too it's let me get get the exact number right on here because we believe he's got 47 points he's 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 nine ahead of the field he's 16 ahead of johnston and it's so it's veneers is going to win the calder that's 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 the fact of life Johnston, though, has a chance in this two-game showing to at least give a little bit fuel to that fire. It allows uh, it, it would allow some folks, myself included, to if Wyatt Johnston has the games you hope he has the next two games in Seattle. It allows us on Tuesday morning to write the hey, Matty Beneers is obviously deservingly going to win the Calder, but. Don't forget who this about this Wyatt Johnston kid that the stars have. Like it's just it's just an opportunity. It's a, it's an opportunity for a player that I think has gone is because of 
other rookies this year is completely flying under the radar outside of Dallas, how, how good he's been and how much he's played in key situations, scoring big goals, all these little things that I think just because of other roles rookies have had or what they've had to do, he's been kind of, he's kind of disappeared a little bit, right? Like, yeah. um, and just from the national thing, it's kind of funny. It's like, I remember when uh, Miro Heshkinen's rookie season, Tyler Sagan told me, he was like, we were hoping to be able to hide Miro for a little bit. Well, the Stars have been able to hide Wyatt Johnston because he's on a good team. Yep. Everyone pays attention to Henson, Robertson, and, and all of them, where Baneers has had to be that guy in Seattle. They, they, they needed a rookie to step into that spot. Um, Mason McTavish has been very good on a very bad Anaheim team. I don't mm-hmm. know what else anyone else is going to do on that Anaheim team. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You could even say the same thing with uh, with Kent Janssen and with, with no T in, in Columbus, where he's uh, he's on a very bad Columbus team. And so what they've done by either being elevated to a spot that Johnson hasn't had to be elevated to or playing on a really bad team, why it kind of just kind of gets forgotten in all of this. And for people who pay attention and watch hockey, this will be a good chance for him to remind people why and uh, why, why and how he, he should get some more attention. I mean, it's. Uh, he just it's never looks out of place. Exactly. That's, that's exactly. what's the most amazing. I mean, you know, even in his Miro in his rookie year, you know, you, but that's because Miro was playing so many minutes, but you'd say to yourself, well, he'll learn, he'll, he'll progress. And, you know, obviously you know, you could see some more susceptibility in the, you know, the defensive zone from a defenseman. But at the same time, like I'm trying to think to myself times that Wyatt Johnston had looked out of place, had looked out of position, had looked as though yeah. like, well, you know, he is 19. Like I haven't yeah. said that. Like I just forget his age. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you got to remember this, this is a guy who no one, uh, this is a guy who at the beginning of the year, the, the debate was, is he going to, remain in dallas is he going to go back for world junior and it's those debates became non-debates it just became simple he's a part of this team he's here so yeah um yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun to watch he's uh it was a good i mean it was a good draft pick oh yeah (laughs) there's 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 no doubt about that um, it is fascinating to see what Seattle's doing, and then you look back at the expansion with Vegas. If expansion comes around again, I mean, I, I just don't know in today's salary cap if there is a way to protect teams from getting pretty good pretty quick. Um, and that kind of leads me to an example of, you know, what I love about expansion is sometimes it gives guys a home that they needed to kind of blossom. And the perfect example of that for Seattle, I'm going to throw a name out there that Stars fans might not be familiar with because it's his fourth team. But Jared McCann is had just gone over yeah. 50 points for the second straight year. And this is his fourth team. He was on Vancouver, Florida, and Pittsburgh. And he's never put up 50 points. And here he is two straight years. His plus minus has gotten better. And, you know, he's one of those key, you know, cogs along with another guy, Jordan Everly. So you look at these, and it's it's kind of cool to see guys that were important to their team but were good pieces, and then they go to Seattle, and people were like, oh, that's too bad for them. But now you see them blossoming, and that's that's a great story, and we saw that with several players in Vegas as well. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm not sure if I wasn't paying enough attention to Everly or if it's just I, he's actually hit another level with Seattle. But Everly, to me, each time I've, see, I've seen Seattle in person now... Over the past couple of years, I think I've seen Seattle in person about four or five times, just in various places. Um, and every time I've watched them in person, just I am always impressed by Everly's passing and the way he finds, he picks apart small spaces and everything like that. It's, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I just missed it before or if he's found another level, but Everly is the one where you talk about that and a guy who's seizing a bigger uh, space and opportunity i i do want to throw something because as we're talking about seattle i do <laughs> want to i do want to talk about something just because it's on the nhl radar and i think it's just kind of your show man fire away it's 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 impossible not to talk about this with the in the state that the with, with the state of texas obviously there was more of the murmur i'll use the word murmurs i don't even like the word rumors but there's more of the murmuring the other day about Houston in Atlanta, next round, next round of expansion, teams 33 and 34 coming into the league. Mm-hmm. And just because I just want to hop on this right now, real quick, just because it's something that people will obviously there's some great hockey fans in Houston who don't have a team to root for. Mm-hmm. To, I want to try to clarify, I, I made some, I was out of curiosity, I did some digging as I do on things and everything. And The NHL, anytime anyone mentions expansion, the next two spots are going to be, Houston is going to be one of the next two spots for expansion. The question is not, would it be Houston? The question is, will the league go past 32 teams? That's the bigger question that for all of the hockey fans out there and everything like that, Gary Bettman does not want to relocate a team. Now, if the Coyotes can't get the arena, that's a whole nother issue. But I, at the end of the day, the, the the coyotes are going to get their building i just it's it's going to happen yep and so when so when the nhl expands i'll use the word when to be optimistic for our houston based hockey listeners when the nhl expands houston will be one of the teams the nhl like any smart business wants to have as many as big of a presence in as many top 10 media markets in the united states as possible of the top 15 metro markets tv wise in the united states the only two that don't have an nhl team right now are houston and atlanta so of course the nhl will listen if a group says i want to bring an nhl team to houston or an nhl team to atlanta of course gary's picking up the phone of course they're talking we're talking about a 700 million dollar purchase probably at this point that gets spread around the nhl's new national tv partner is based in atlanta and tia and turner so when you hear and you see on Twitter where you see someone saying, hey, we're going to see an NHL team in Houston or Atlanta, don't hold your breath. Know that if it does happen, if the league says we're going to go past 32 teams, 
Houston will be on the docket. It's not going to be Quebec City. It's not going to be somewhere else in Canada. I actually had once had someone tell me that there'll be an NHL team in London and London, England, not oh, London, Ontario, London, England, before there's an NHL team in Quebec City. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, like, I kind of have firsthand experience, lived in Houston for four years and covered the Houston Arrows. If the NHL does expand, they need to call it the Houston Arrows. Um, 100%. Yeah. That, 100%. There's so much rich history with the Arrows, including Gordie Howe playing for them, including them being a part of, and a big part of the IHL when they used to play in the old Houston Summit. They used to sell that out. What a lot of people don't know is is that the Arrows were a top five draw in the AHL. When they made the playoffs and when they made a run at the Calder Cup, the now Toyota Center was packing about ten to 12,000. So why did they move? The reason they moved is because the old ownership of the Houston Rockets, which owned the venue in Les Alexander, wanted to double the rent of the Houston Arrows. The AHL loved being in Houston, and they had support, and they loved being close to the airport because it was easy in and out to play other teams. But when that happened, because Alexander said, I can kick you out and make more money on concerts. So that's yeah. why the Wild decided to move their team um, to Des Moines. And so I, I say that to say there is a fan base down there. Uh, I would also say, like you mentioned, Sean, the media market is huge. Now, for people saying, you know, well, you know, that's bad for Stars fans in Houston, I got to be honest. I mean, there aren't many. You know, I was there for four years. And when they played the Texas Stars, it wasn't like there was that much more of a draw. Now, granted, it's the Texas Stars. Um, But I love also the natural rivalry that it would, uh, you know, develop between Dallas and Houston. Uh, I think that's real cool. A couple other elements people might not be familiar with. The Toyota Center. It is a current venue that is equipped for hockey. It was built for hockey and basketball. So, therefore, they have the locker room space and they have the ability to create a really cool arena for hockey that has sweet capacity. Now, granted, should they build eventually a new arena for basketball and hockey? Just like every city, of course, it's going to happen. But could they start tomorrow and put you know, butts in the seats and sweet holders and everything like that, they sure could. The other thing is Tillman Fertitta, who has expressed an interest. He owns the Houston Rockets, and he's expressed an interest in someday owning an NHL franchise. So there's interest there. So I think there's just a lot of things. But I would say to people that question if Houston's a viable hockey city, I would say I have firsthand knowledge it absolutely is. And people would go, you know, pretty fanatical if an NHL franchise, if they were drawn that well for AHL, I think they can do the same with the NHL even better. Oh yeah. Yeah. They would, they would draw and they would, they would do well and it would fit well in the league. I mean, it would definitely, and from a Dallas perspective, it would be great to have a travel partner. Right. um, Where you would have your schedule gets so much easier, not just from having a team in Houston where you have a short little flight over to Houston. You would also have, you would also have other teams would be you would get better games in Dallas because you would get teams who would go like, okay, they'll do Houston and Dallas on one trip. You would get things like that. And the other thing you just talk about hockey in Texas, it may us, it's probably the only thing 
that brings another AHL team back to Texas. And Boy, get, I was thinking that. If, yes. You, you get an NHL team in Houston. Yep. Maybe it's then you get another AHL team in Texas. And so we're talking about adding two teams. And yeah, we're talking about we're talking about the Texas Stars having a easier life and everything like that. Yep. So And San Antonio would be a yeah. nice city to put them in. They have a rich history of hockey as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like as far as like overall, like huge successes, but once again, they have a venue where they can host an AHL franchise. Well, they they have, they had the business success. Really what happened to the rampage was at the end of the day, they got stuck in a spot where Mm -hmm. you couldn't find, they, they kept moving, they kept getting in and out of different ahl affiliates uh, so they kept him having different nhl affiliates because they weren't owned by an nhl team correct and as nhl affiliates got gobbled up eventually got to a point where the vegas golden knights were willing to pay a price above above asking rate for an ahl franchise to to buy that buy and move the team and yep. that's what happened to the rampage it wasn't that the rampage weren't a success yep. it's that eventually when bill foley keeps offering spurs sports entertainment money to buy the ahl team eventually you you take the deal and that's what happened. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you think about it like call up wise, instead of going from San Antonio to Las Vegas, it's a 20 minute car ride from Henderson to Las Vegas. Yes. So yes. I, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense from, you know, a development point of view as well. So, you know, just kind of a fascinating story. I'm so glad you, uh, you know, brought it up. We did have, 